What's going on, world? And welcome back to the Pursuit of the Good Life podcast, your favorite personal development podcast. I am your host, the Cameron Lovelace, joined as always by Dr. Sarah Benson. What's going on, Sarah? I am good, Cam. I'm waiting for the weekend. So the week just started, Sarah. <laughs> I know, but you know, I started my new policy where I, as a form of self-care, I do no work on Saturdays. I don't do any work on the weekend. And so I just realized what a luxury that is. Mm-hmm. And I, as a motivating factor for myself, I tell myself, you just got to get to Friday. And so it's Monday and I only have four more days to Friday. How are you? I am good. Um, so I've kind of flipped kind of that so I, I don't necessarily work on the weekends but it's like Monday is kind of like my planning Sunday Monday or like my planning day is like we're gonna fill out what the week is gonna bring and because I because I typically I because I do not reach out to clients on the weekend so it's yeah. like Monday morning I'll reach out and say hey is this this time still good this time still good blah 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 so I'm put I'm literally putting them on my calendar for the week Mm-hmm. just to make sure so it's like monday is kind of like my shift and just day to kind of feel it out and then boom tuesday we're hitting the ground running so okay. i will say though i i've um it's i have been you know physically in a different place because i'm trying to like bump up my workout schedule okay. to, four, to four days a week instead of just three days a week or two days a week so i, I hit all four last week and I got a head start on Sunday, yesterday. So well, I don't think I'm gonna work out today. I think I'm gonna rest today and pick it up tomorrow. So in a perfect world, you just work out every other day and you hit your, your mark in a, in a perfect world. But you know, some days you just like, I ain't, I ain't feeling it. Or something will come up. Like last, last week, you know, we were recording on Wednesday. So it's like, I gotta edit and chop up the podcast. So. I need to work yeah. out in the morning. So it's like, if I don't consciously do that, then it doesn't happen. So I understand completely. I've decided, you know, I'm trying to change my eating habits. And so it has been interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, really interesting. But I can't say I do feel better. Like, I feel like a lot better. Like, I'm able to, like, get up earlier and just do certain things. And so, um, but I'm just, I, I'd be hungry. And so, cause I'm getting up extra early so I can eat breakfast and, um, by, by 11 o'clock, I'm like, yes, yeah, time to eat lunch. And I'm bringing my lunch with me. So there's like no excuse mm. and all of those things. And I'm going to cook my dinner tonight. So it's been going pretty good. Y'all still doing a veggie thing? Uh, yes, I'm doing a modified version of it, okay. but we are definitely doing that. Um, so I'm sticking with no fried food. Um, only like fish and chicken if I have to have something but it's been really good like I've been figuring out like ways to like not really eat as much meat um so it's been going good it's been going good now I will say you gotta you gotta watch out because there are plenty plenty unhealthy vegetables yeah yeah so I you know people say oh you know I don't eat meat no more but you look unhealthy and eat nothing but carbs eat nothing but bread sugar like you eat all the all the other stuff that is killing you way faster than the meat um 
so yeah i was just just be wary of that um but speaking of i do have as as we talked about <laughs> offline we have a another one gotta go oh my god <laughs> so the 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 image and i'll put it on the screen when i'm editing and cutting it says the image says you win unlimited bread for a lifetime where do you want it from and the, and the options are texas roadhouse red lobsters garlic butter biscuits olive gardens bread sticks or the outback uh rolls so let's let's go through this in the the one gotta go fashion <laughs> So for me, first thing that got that has to stay, has to stay, is Texas Roadhouse rolls. Okay. Is it the rolls or is it the butter? I'ma say both. I'm I mean it's both. But the thing is, because it's the rolls, you can I can put that with so many different dishes. Okay. So it's like that one, that, that that's first and foremost, Texas Roadhouse. But the butter is fire. I I'll get you there. The butter is fire. So what's the, what's the first that got to stay for you? Uh, the first for me, and I had to think about it. I was like, well, which would like, that's why I asked, is it really the rolls or is it the butter? That was like kind of the determining factor for me for like my number one spot. Mm-hmm. And so for me, number one would be uh, Red Lobster's Cheddar Biscuits. Okay. Those are so good. They are. When they are fresh. And then I would do Texas Roadhouse because of the butter, because that cinnamon butter is really good. Um, okay, so your, number then, two, so your number two is Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, number three is Olive Garden, because I do like their breadsticks. So Olive Garden used to have my favorite lunch until they took it off the menu, and I'm like so sad. For mm-hmm. eight bucks, you can get a full salad, mm-hmm. breadsticks, bread and they used to have this meat. This is so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so many calories. But they would take a meatball sandwich and put it in between two breadsticks. That sounds really good. It was really good for $8 for lunch. The best lunch. So and I, if you're a struggling grad student, mm-hmm. you ain't got but you got about $8, that is a luxury for lunch. So, so I guess that means by default, yeah, the Outback got to go. Yeah, but you know what? I haven't really had Outback in a long time. So, and and I was literally, like, when you see the picture, I was literally trying to think, like, what does Outback's bread taste like? Like, it must not be that memorable if I can't really, like, draw a memory. So, like, I can think of, like, like I made the uh, connection to Olive Garden and all these other places. But, like, mm-hmm. I really can't remember. Like, I'm kind of wondering why they on the list. Like... <laughs> I could think of a few other places to put in their place, but you know. Look, I am, I'm right there with you. So my number two, my, the number two was the hardest spot for me because the, the garlic butter biscuits, they, they hold a special place in my heart and so do the Olive Garden breadsticks. But mm-hmm. I probably had to go with you and lean towards the garlic butter breadsticks. Because, I mean, the garlic butter biscuits. Because, like one, they just they just they just moist. They like if like you said, when it's hot, it's moist. It just melts in your mouth, and you can just eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it. Mm-hmm. But Olive Garden breadsticks are good, but they're not even the best breadsticks out there. Pers- personally, I think Fazoli's has the best breadsticks. Really? You know, I haven't had Fazoli's in a while. Sarah, 
like, I mean, we used to, my brother worked there, like, when he was in high school. So, like, right. it's been a minute since I had, like, a breadstick. The, the breadsticks, yeah. That, from Fazoli's. So, I, I had to, but the breadsticks from Olive Garden are good, especially pairing it with the, the salad that comes out with it. Like, yeah. you, you have that, that, that team together. It's just a great experience. I had Outback Bread about a month ago. Really? Was it good? No. It it just it's just, it was, it's it just it was just there. You know, it's just it's just there. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, uh, you know, it's bread, it's it's dry, it's hard. Well it's not hard, hard, but you know, it's like not melt in your mouth bread. It's not it didn't even bring it out hot. It's just like it's been like, oh, we had this sitting in the back, like here you go, here's some butter with it. That's so true. Like you can't eat that by itself. You have to put something on it to eat it. Yeah. Like the 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 biscuits, the 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 breadsticks, the rolls. Oh, you can just pop them right out. You ain't it. The butter's just extra. That's true. You can just you know who living in their place? Who? Oh, Charlie's. I was thinking about that too, but Oh, Charlie's ain't really um outside of the south like that. It's um it's um outside of the south. Okay, but yeah, Oh, Charlie's rolls. Yeah, you can. I eat them all day too. You ain't gotta have the butter with them. Like you could just eat them because they be hot and fresh. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say, thinking like, what else go there? Oh, Charlie's could go there. The Cheesecake Factory has good like bread. I, I, I had their bread. They bring out like it's like a bunch of like different ones, and so you can like choose which ones you want. I like it for the like variety of bread that oh, you can okay. get at the Cheesecake Factory. Not so. like a signature staple. Mm-hmm. It's like a bunch of like different ones, and you just pick the ones you like. Which I was like, you know what? I, I like that. I like having a choice mm-hmm. with my bread uh, options. So, but yeah. So many other places other than Outback, in my opinion. Yeah, been. Outback, like you said, it's, it's not like a memorable bread. And the fact that it's not memorable, like every one of those, I have an experience. I haven't had Texas Roadhouse rolls in I don't know how long, but I remember immediately that butter and that, right. that hot, just steaming with it. Just bring it out and you know who also has good stuff, and this ain't this ain't gonna be a food episode, y'all. But uh, <laughs> Cheddar's, yes. Even though Cheddar's service yes. is trash, like yeah. they, they they service is horrible. At least yeah. over here when they were in Memphis, um, yeah. They crest they had these them big crescent rolls with the honey okay. butter. Yes, you know I didn't even think of Cheddar's, but yes, like if I had if if I had a rank. It would probably be Cheddar's, then um, Red Lobster, then Texas Roll House, and Olive Garden. Because I really like Cheddar's. Mm-hmm. And you know, now they give you two for free. They oh, do- now they're doing it free? Because you know, they yeah, they, they always charge if you order it. Mm-hmm. For them two, them two biscuits. Nah, get, bring me a whole dozen. <laughs> bring me a smooth dozen for the oh, table. That was a good one. I didn't even, you know, I didn't even think about Cheddar's because the only one in Memphis is off of um, Winchester, Germantown Parkway. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Because you know the one on Winchester got closed down and now it's something else because they service was like a juicy crab. horrible. <laughs> yeah, Juicy Crab, which I haven't been there either yet. Yeah. But, saying, I ain't been nowhere. I hadn't, well, I went to Outback only because that was that was Sparkle's line sister's graduation and we was in Conway. But as far as going and sitting in a restaurant. Y'all no. haven't gone and did it yet. I don't trust the people. 
But I know you just went last week. Yeah, last weekend, not this past weekend, but so it's, it would have been, it's been about a week, mm-hmm. almost two weeks. Uh, we went to this place in South Haven uh, for my brother's birthday. And so, which was pretty interesting. Uh, it's really interesting to see the way people do guidelines in different states. So like in Texas, mm-hmm. restaurants are open. It's not full capacity, but like you can't wait so if there's a wait, you have to wait in your car. Mm. They'll text you. You have your mask on. They're doing like every other table. Like it's really like distant. <laughs> when we were here <laughs> in South Haven, like they let you wait in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. Some people were walking in. They didn't have on masks. They didn't make people mask up. Like they were supposed to do every other table. Uh, the area where we were sitting in was every other table, so I can give them that. It was definitely every other table, but it's... Yeah, this is kind of... Mm, yeah. It's a little bit different. Oh, yeah. I, the rest I don't, of the world. I don't, I don't trust the people to, to do what they need to do. So it's like, let me get my to-go order, because I know at least the employees will have gloves on. Gloves. Yeah. So I'm just... I just haven't been feeling it. I got you completely. Well, hopefully by I don't know Christmas. Hope I mean we'll see. You know, Ed, we know that school is going to be shut down. Well, not shut down, but virtual, in essence, until December. So January at least. Yeah. So they shut down colleges again. Apparently, even like a bunch of outbreaks. Gee, I wonder why. Because <laughs> college did it. Yeah. What a party. Yeah. But I, I mean, hey, I called it months ago. You did. You did call that. You definitely did. You said that once they move back, there's going to be another outbreak. And I was reading articles earlier today that said that, like, colleges, campuses are now hotbeds for mm-hmm. COVID. Like, schools have been, like, completely shutting them down because mm-hmm. they want to kick it. Oh yeah! Like this morning went viral because she said that she was positive and still wanted to go party. Oh, terrible! See, <laughs> I have um, I have a god sister who was supposed to start over here at U of M this fall. Yeah. She decided to just stay in Jonesboro. Did um, she just take her first little classes at A State? Yeah, and then, then she's gonna come over next fall. So I was like, hey, I ain't I ain't mad at you, dude. Be smart. Yeah, I mean, this is the time to do that. Like, I, I really do feel bad for those people who are starting college because it's like, not only did you not get a graduation, but you're not really getting like the freshman experience, really. Because well, them sophomore years gonna be some wild. Sophomores, the sophomores and freshmen gonna be at the same little thing. They were the same freshman thing because it's like you didn't get you didn't get a chance to do really much do nothing. Right. Because everything's virtual. Well, you know, Memphis is um, getting ready to head into phase two. Well, that's good for Memphis. I can't speak for everybody else. Yeah. University of I got an email last week saying that they are getting ready to head to phase two, which includes bringing some of the classes back to campus. Because right now they're fully virtual. And so there are going to be some classes held 
maybe in a hybrid situation. I got to go back and read the email. It really don't apply to me because I was teaching online anyway. So I'm just like, okay, cool, whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have to change nothing. But we're moving into phase two. So mm-hmm. hopefully um, we won't be the next hotbed of the virus. Okay. Well, hopefully we can keep it that way. Um, and hopefully it stays that way in January. But I mean, do you do you really see us going back to in person in January? Uh it's too close to call right now since we're just in September. I'm I'm concerned about the fall breaks. Why? Because you know, some people will maybe go home, maybe they won't. So let's say they go home and their relatives got it, then they bring it back to campus. And the people who they're accustomed to hanging around who didn't have it before, now they're getting all that. So, um, but I mean, we'll see. Cause most, I won't say most, a lot of campuses are cutting off after Thanksgiving, right? They are. Yeah, I know Memphis doesn't have a fall break. And the week, uh, so Thanksgiving is pretty much the end. Like that very, yeah. Because I think I have to have my grades in the week after Thanksgiving. And so, like, leading up to Thanksgiving, that's, like, going to be the end of it. Okay. Once you go home for Thanksgiving, you pretty much done if you live at the dormitory. Oh, well, we'll see. I think, well, if if a lot of other campuses are also not doing fall break, then, okay, I can can maybe see it. Because every time it's like there's something that warrants a celebration or a large gathering of people, there seems to be spikes thereafter, which I think they're still monitoring, like to see if Labor Day affected now's numbers. Mm-hmm. So uh, I will say I'm 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 interested to see because if we can survive like these next couple months, yeah, keep the numbers low, then the spikes that will happen over Thanksgiving and Christmas, hopefully, won't be as bad. Yeah, but that's like wanting people to do right, which we don't really do right. Because I've read an article that said Canada hasn't had any new cases, or Canada Canada ain't had something, or new deaths or something. And they, just, they just went a day without a death, without a single death. And we're at like the thousand still. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but and interesting enough, I feel like people think it's just gonna go away, and that concerns me a lot. Um, <laughs> that concerns me a lot. I, I feel like people are just getting just really like it is what it is, mm-hmm. and it's out here, and that just really concerns me because I, yeah, that just concerns me because I feel like we're in a pandemic, it's very real, but y'all won't stay home or right. wear your mask, you know, y'all kids ain't doing it either and all these schools are having outbreaks and Mm -hmm. all that good stuff so yeah but you know so hopefully it gets back i mean because we do have election day (sighs) don't even get me started on that but (laughs) that's that's a whole nother thing too because whoever's in office in january will determine what happens after that as well so that is true i didn't even think about that but that is true mm-hmm. and not just uh federal not just presidential but uh state mm-hmm. and local as well so we'll see what happens but 
we ain't get on this to talk about bread and uh, COVID numbers. Um, so sometimes, you know, when we come up with podcast topics, it is about, you know, we get on and we're like, okay, so what are we going to talk about? And then sometimes like things will pop in on, uh, on my screen as far as the social media streets. And I think that, oh, that's kind of interesting. I think we should explore that. And that's kind of what happened this week is that I was, you know, on Friday, saw this video from women's basketball uh, at Duke University. And one of their coaches was talking about the difference between working hard and competing. And I'm going to summarize kind of the speech she was giving her players in that you can show up every day and I can tell you to do these drills. We're going to try to make these times and do it in this way. And you can work hard to get to that result and even achieve that type of results. But it's a different level of energy when you are competing with and against the, the teammates and opponents. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it's, a, it's a different level of energy to put yourself out there and try to compete against the person that is opposing you. Like it, it just takes the level of hard work to a whole nother level because you want to beat this person. So if this person has basically met your PR, then you're now going to push yourself to then beat your PR so that you can beat them. And that's, that's typically like the, the mindset of what she was trying to say is that every day you come out of here and do practice, I need you not just to work hard, but I need you to compete. And, and, I, and I read and I listened to that video and I was like, wow, I was like, that's, that's real deep. And I, yeah. and I reflected back to when I was an athlete and trying to, I was like, yeah, I kind of had that same mindset when we would go at it in practice and do stuff like that. Um, but then I started to reflect over people who didn't necessarily need that, that motivation with other people. So mm -hmm. the, the, the illustrious Kobe Bryant, the, the Michael Jordan, and these are two individuals that you, that you pull back and you look behind the curtain and see that these people didn't need much to get right. going. And these people were relentless in their hard work that they were not just talented, but they worked hard to maintain the talent and even push it to another level, motivated by, you know, beating the Bad Boy Pistons, you know, mm -hmm. proving that he could win without Shaq, you know, different things about other people motivated them, but it was about the day-to-day -day that they did with just them and their trainer that pushed them to work hard and compete at the same time. And so when we think about life, um, and those of us who are not athletes anymore, or those of us who have never been athletes, what does this have to do with me? Well, what is, what is motivating you to push toward like your desired goals and your desired dreams? Like, what are those, what, what are those things that, that motivate you? And I think today I want to really talk about like exploring those factors of, of what, what does explore, what does motivate you, what does, you know, get you going in, in the direction that you should be going. So like, when I think about, you know, my financial goals, it's not necessarily about owning the nicest things. It's about, okay, what position, if I make this amount of money, what position will this put my family in? Yeah. What will this do for Sparkle if I can provide this type of lifestyle for her? What will this do for my kids? 
what what type of environment will I be able to create for them? Like how many experiences will I be able to create with them if I work hard? Versus if it was just me, it's like, oh, okay, you know, I'll be satisfied with, you know, this amount or just doing the minimum gigs instead of really pushing to the next level. And then there's the aspect of if you got people who you rock with that are in their own lane, you know, doing their own thing and you see them doing this result, you're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you, you very sharp. I need to, I need to sharpen my blade against you so I can push to another level. It's yeah. like a healthy, a healthy competition, if you will. It's like, oh, you made, oh, okay, you made that. Okay, I'm gonna try to make that. I'm, no, I'm gonna try to beat you at that. And then you like, ooh, okay, let's let's get it together and let's let's one up each other. So now we both doing good. And so, it's it's like I said that 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 video really just kind of struck me. And I'm I'm hoping that if you if you listen to this, number one, that you that you're in the mindset of trying to get better. Mm-hmm. And a really integral part of getting better is finding the stuff that's gonna fuel you and motivate you. But Sarah, what did you what do you think? take away from the video yeah i was gonna say i was thinking along the same lines so like i was trying to follow along at first i was like okay but once she like got to the end i was like wow like that makes so much sense but what what i took away from it was not necessarily the competition part but the being the best me part mm-hmm. so that's what i kind of took away from it like like when she asked the question like at the end of the day um did you work hard or you compete I took it as did I work hard or was I my or was I my best? Because mm-hmm. when you're competing, you try to be your the best, right? You try to be the best version of yourself. You're gonna go hard, you're gonna do all of those things. And that's the way I kind of took it. Like, okay, so at the end of the day, did I just work really hard? Because you know, we we will everybody works hard. Like I like how she said that, like everybody works hard based off of the standards, qualifications, or whatever it is you have to do, you have to work hard. Or somebody so can work you the, hard. Or somebody can work you hard, right? Like, I really like what she said about that. And it made me think, like, was I the best today? Like, was I the best version of myself? And what does it mean to be the best? And so if you're an athlete, you can ask yourself, what do I have to do to be better than everybody on this line with me? Do I need to run harder? Do I need to train better? Do I need to stay after practice Mm -hmm. for another two hours and shoot in the gym? Do I need to do all those things? Like, what is it? that I need to do to be better. And I kind of took it as, you know, at the end of the day, you kind of ask yourself that question, was I the best? And if I wasn't, what do I have to do to be better? And I think for a lot of people, because I know some people, they kind of shy away from thinking like I'm always in competition with somebody. I got to compare myself to everybody else. But think about being, compare yourself yourself to yourself, if that makes sense. So at the end of the day, you can ask like, okay, did I meet all of these goals? Was I the best version of myself? If I wasn't, what do I have to do to be better? Mm-hmm. And that's something that I took away from it. Like something that I definitely will start to think about. Like at the end of the day, like, was I the best Sarah today? Mm. And if I wasn't, what can I do to be a better Sarah tomorrow? Mm. Is that getting up an extra 30 minutes early so I can eat breakfast? Is that going to the gym? Is that doing this? Like, what do I have to do to be the best? Not necessarily work just stupid hard, because that's what we do, but how do you be the best version of yourself here? That's essentially what competing against somebody else is, is being the best. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you want to be number one. You want to be the top person. 
So you have to be the best you in that moment. And so, and I like that because I think a lot of people, and, and I agree with her when she said that a lot of people confuse hard work with competition and that we'll be like, oh, that person worked hard, but it's like, maybe it's the competition of it. Maybe it's the fact that like, you want to stand out. That's why you did what you had to do versus the, okay, I'm just going to work hard because I'm trying to get this done. And so I think it's a good, I think that video is a good video to show people, especially students or just people just trying to just, just to do something different because it'll help you motivate yourself in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I took it as like, this is motivating for me. Like, was I the best singer today? You know, what I got to do to be better versus, okay, well, let me compare myself to this person. Because for some people, that works. Like, some people comparing, well, not necessarily compare, but seeing it as a competition works. Like, you know what? I'm going to be better than this person. Or maybe it's a friendly competition, like you said. Like, if we have a group of friends. I'm sorry, y'all. My emails are going crazy. Um, You have a group of friends. And you're like, you know what? We're all going to be, you know, we're all going to make an extra 5000 this year. Mm-hmm. And it's I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make an extra ten. You know, I'm a, I'm a match your five, or or I'm a beat your five. You know, sometimes that works. But some people they're like, I don't care what three people do. You know, like some people are like, oh, I- right. And <laughs> I, to, to to go deeper with that, I think that you know when you start looking at when you start competing against other people, that's kind of yeah. like that's kind of like the surface, or that's the that's like the shallow end of the pool. Yeah. And so that, that, that can easily like sway you, like your roots don't go down very deep. If you are just competing against other people, like that's the only thing that gets you going in the morning. But I think it's really deep when you said I'm competing against myself. What's the best version of myself? That's the deeper. That's, that's what goes even deeper. Like what kind of, what kind of husband was I a month ago, six months ago, a year ago, two years ago? Am I comparing myself to that? Yeah. Like what, what, what kind of business owner, what kind of therapist, what kind of, what kind of man am I becoming compared to where I was five years ago? That's true competition. That is true. That's truly saying it because it could be, I mean, and we don't want to make, and when you, when you're looking at things like that, you want to compete against, try not to make it like real shallow. So like, for example, let's say, okay, yeah, I want to make, Fifty thousand more dollars this year. I want to make a hundred thousand more dollars this year. Okay, yeah, you might make more money, but how are you making it? Like, are you losing all your sleep because of that? Are you stressed because you feel like you got to make that money? Like, not just how much you're making, but how are you making it? How are you going to that next level? Are you are you sacrificing your relationship with your kids to to get there? Are you are you being mean to people? Are you being a tyrant at work? Are you keeping the system? Like, what, what, are you, what are you doing? Not only, like, competing against yourself, but how am I going to get there? Like, working smarter instead of harder. I agree with you. And I was going to say that, like, I think people also have to get in that mindset that, like, when we, t- when we try to better ourselves, it's not always physical. You know, like, sometimes we get in that mindset that, like, okay, I just got to be better. I got to go to the gym. I got to do this. I got to do that. Like, it could be, are you just a better person? Like, have, were you kind to somebody today? Mm. Like, did you blow up? Are you somebody who you're always blowing up at people? So nobody wants to be around you, right? Nobody wants to tell you when there's an issue because you're going to click or go off, you know? 
can you be better to people in that instance, right? Like, can you be better to yourself? You know, how are you to, how are you taking care of yourself in some of these uh, cases? And so for me, one of the things I thought about when I was watching it and after was, you know, how can I be the best version of myself for myself? Like, that's one of the areas that I'm constantly working on because I can do really great for everybody else. I'm the big supporter, cheerleader. Great. But the one area that I know I, me personally, I need to focus on is how to be the best version of Sarah. And that could be different things, different days, you know, but I want to make sure that I'm always giving the best me to me Mm -hmm. along this journey as well. Big facts. So I, I want to I want to dive deeper into that because like you said it's more than just like physical because so like going back to if you haven't listened to the core four episode I don't know what what number it is but go back and kind yeah. of dive, go back and, and dive into that but like looking at like comparing like competing against that version of yourself you were years ago so yeah you're gonna break this down like in, in terms of the core four let's say the the physical aspect of it and so let, let, I'm gonna use me for an example so for me, I can remember back when I was 16 and weighed 165 soaking wet. Mm-hmm. And then this man named Kenan Brooks came into my life and decided that, hey, we're we going to get you, we're going to get you physically like, we're going to work you out. Now, Kenan Brooks is, is my second dad. He's a bodybuilder, um, played college football. <laughs> like he's very much in shape, even at the tender age of like 50 five plus probably like 58 now but in his upper 50 still in good still in great shape and so when i when i stepped on the scale this past weekend i looked at it and i was like okay because usually for me like a signal that i need to hey you need to you need to make some some lifestyle changes here is like if i'm nearing a certain like weight so let's say that weight is like two two ten and mind okay. you, and mind you, I'm not in the gym. I'm not powerlifting. I'm not doing anything. So if I'm get, if I'm approaching that scale, that means that something is going on with my eating habits, and I'm not working out enough. Mm-hmm. But as I said before, I've been working out like consistently, and I'm noticing that I feel like very good. I feel better, but my weight is still like, is still going up. But yet mm-hmm. I'm not gaining any like like physically. I'm like I look. I said, Spark, am I? Am I, am I, do I look bigger? And she said, no, you don't look. <laughs> it was like, so I'm, I'm gaining. So the, so the version of me that was last year's comparison is not fit into this year's comparison. That's good. When we, when we talk about, you know, that physical aspect of it. So what, what we do on a day-to-day basis, you know, eight hours. Okay. Yeah, that's good. But I'm not as productive if I get a full eight hours. So maybe I need to cut that off about seven and a half and use that extra half to get up and pray or to get up and fix my lunch so that I'm not eating at McDonald's or eating at Zaxby's on my lunch break, which is spending money and I'm eating stuff that's unhealthy, but but packing my lunch. So it's like when you, when you are competing with yourself, you got to hold yourself to a higher standard than you were in the previous years. So the things that I was doing at 165, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Two, two oh, what am I? Two oh nine now? Two oh nine? Well, I stepped on the scale this morning. I lost three pounds magically. I don't know how. Um, but, um, 
at 206. And, and also, so that's like in the physical aspect, like really that's, that's tangible. That's real easy. Mentally is a little bit different. Yeah. So, and, and mentally, I think this is so, this is so interesting because I just had a, I had a conversation before we hopped on with uh, my client and she basically said, you know, I've noticed in the past six months, i.e. when quarantine started, I'm not my, I'm not, I'm not who I was. I'm normally a bubbly uh, person who's constantly, you know, talking to people, going out of my way and have all this energy. And now I don't. And so what my challenge to you is, those of you listening, is what type of mental energy is like going on in your head right now? Is it constantly full of stress? Are you worried about this? Are you worried about things that you shouldn't be worried about? Are you are you thinking about this? Are you in a completely different emotional space? Like, are you like, are you easily disturbed? Like, are you easily angry? Are you easily saddened? Like, start to think about what is the best version of myself, like Sarah said. And am I am I striving towards that or am I striving away from that? Yeah. And you have to think. So you got to think back, you know, that's one of the things I think we also promote is just a lot of self-evaluation. Mm-hmm. And so, and it might be hard to kind of see yourself. So if you do have people close to you, you can absolutely ask them like, Hey, like, how do you think I handle this? Or how do you think I handle this? And, and just been to that constructive, uh, their constructive comments because sometimes we may not see it it might take somebody else on the outside who sees it and that can kind of give you a baseline to work for because i know me personally like i have done a whole i'm a completely different person than i was a year ago mm. like in so many aspects of my life completely different do you think that's because of therapy or or turning 30 or what do you think that's that's related all of it all of it. I think. I think me. You, me graduated. In my, opinion, huh? in my opinion, you were a very decent person a year ago. I mean, I was a decent person, but I'm saying, like, as far as to myself and mm. like where I was, like mentally to myself, mm. um, just all of that. Like me as like a person outside of like my jobs and all of those things. Um, I'm a completely different person. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think it was, it started with me graduating and like transitioning from a piece of life that I always known, which I don't think we talk about that a lot. Like when you graduate and are fully done with school, like that's a piece of yourself mm-hmm. that you got to let go. So it's like transitioning from that, transitioning into therapy, transitioning into the real world. Um, a lot of my friendships changed, my relationships changed who I was to myself changed. Mm. Um, my relationship with God changed. Like so many things happened over this last year. And I can literally look back and recognize like shifts that kind of happened. So being able to stand up for myself in certain areas of my life, having that confidence to say certain things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Putting in boundaries, right? The person is always on the go, always doing, you know, stuff like that. And so um now i'm in this position where i'm able to really like fully assess my life and see like the areas like okay look you might need to decrease here or you might need to do this here whereas last year i didn't even have a starting ground 
<laughs> I didn't even have a starting place. Like, and, and, and for a while, I didn't even know that that wasn't normal, if that makes sense. Like, sometimes you'll get so caught up in, I, want, I don't even want to call it dysfunction, but you'll get so caught up in a certain type of way mm-hmm. that it becomes normal. Like, even like my, and it, it was even down to my body. Cause like even around like October, November. So if you know, like when you've been in school for a long time around October, November midterms, you mm-hmm. get into like, I call it like the midterm slouch. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're not really paying attention to what you eat. You really don't care what you wear. You just going, you're cranky, you're up. Like I found my body, even though I was out of school, making that shift and I had to stop that like that's actually when I started therapy I started therapy in November of last year because mm-hmm. I had just got to this place where I was just like you know what I am not okay I'm not okay and it's okay to say that you're not okay and so for me I'm in this position now where it's like okay I've been going to therapy I've been doing all these things I'm you know I'm putting in steps into place and now I can like really observe and fully like assess where I am like mentally, where I am emotionally, like where I'm trying to go, like what I'm trying to do. And I'm happy with that. Being 30, you know what? The one thing I can say, and this might be a sidebar, but the one thing a lot of people, I would ask them like, what was so different about 30? Like turning 30 or being in your 30s. And everybody says the same thing. You care less about so much stuff. I've heard that too. It's so true. Like being in the place that I am now, it's just, there are certain things that you just don't care about. Like it, it is what it is. I know where I am. I know where I stand. I know what I want. I know what's going on. And if it's not a part of that, it's okay. I'm not going to lose no sleep over certain stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause let me say something. I used to be up all night. And I look back on some of the stuff I was up all night doing. Some of that stuff I didn't have to do. But that's neither here nor there. Uh-huh. Uh, bringing it back to our podcast, um, you have to do the work mentally. Like, you have to do the work. You have to do the evaluation. Like, you need to critically look at your lives to make sure that you are being the best version of yourself. You and if you're not, you said what? You have to work hard to compete. Right. With and so you need to be able to have a baseline to at least know like, you know what, that don't work. Mm-hmm. And if it don't work, we can find something that does work. Big facts. So for those of y'all who are listening and, and didn't catch that, Sarah really reflected over how she was in school, how she was when she was in school, when she got out of school and she was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not in school no more. Like I'm not, I, I shouldn't be feeling like I, I got, I got a, I got a whole dissertation to write. No, the dissertation's already been wrote, already been submitted, already been IRB approved. It's already, that, that's in the past. What's going on? Like, why am I still feeling this way? I, I don't want to feel this way anymore. And now yeah. it's time to, to, to do the work to get in a better place. And for those, and maybe that means you need to go to therapy. Maybe. I know I needed it. So maybe that means you need to go to therapy. Maybe that means you need to, like, take stock and look, look at, Oh yeah. Yeah. I can make some, I can make some mental, emotional, uh, changes to my, to me, maybe my circle yeah. and maybe my, my habits, the things that I'm letting 
inside of my of my space and my system. Um, it's so funny because it's like going back to the client I just got off the phone with. Um, we she said that um, her playlist was uh, she she called it in my feelings playlist. Well, how how often do you listen to that playlist? Oh, every day. But you've been you li- you saying you listening to something that physically is titled in my feelings, but yeah. you notice you noticing now six months later that you feel in some type That's of way. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't saying and I said I don't know if you listen to Adele. I don't think you are, but Adele sounds like she's crying in every single one of her songs. She do. And listening to Adele will probably put you in a different type of headspace if you're listening to it every single day. So like, so yeah, so how are you competing against, so how are you working hard and competing against that version of yourself? It means you gotta make a change and you gotta replace it and do something different. I agree. I was gonna say that like, I actually had a similar thing. I didn't realize that like, what you listen to matters that much. And so, like, I recognize that, like, there were certain songs or playlists that, like, I would just immediately go to if I was, like, feeling a certain type of way. And it made it worse. Like, it made it so bad. It makes you take a spit. It's sitting (laughs) on it. So bad. And I remember one day I was um, a guy friend of mine. He was like, what you doing? This was, like, years ago. I was like, I'm listening to this song. And he was like, are you depressed? (laughs) I was like, no, why? And he was like, this is some depressing stuff. Like, what's going on? Do we need to talk? Right. And I was like, I just like the song. He was like, no, like, what's really going on? Because this is like, he, he like straight up asked, he's like, are you depressed? Like, what's, mm-hmm. what's going on? And I didn't even realize, here I am thinking, oh, I just like it. But really, like, it was feeding this place in me. So you just be cognizant of what you are consuming. Mm-hmm. whether it's your music or social media or something like if you find yourself only you know doing uh only allowing certain things in your space that might be an indicator that you know what might want to do some evaluating mm-hmm. especially if it's like really sad downbeat stuff like every day mm-hmm. yeah you might want to check check that right big facts big facts and in I mean, I think this, this, that goes even deeper when you start comparing like relationally. Yeah. When you start look, I mean, you just, and it's so easy to get complacent and not work hard or to think what you're doing is enough. Like the minimum, like I'm going to do the minimum. I'm going to make sure that, you know, I I check on them every six months or that, you know, for those of y'all who, you know, can handle this, you know, say, oh yeah, we're going to go out on date night every week. Well, mm-hmm. since Corona been out, have you been continuing that at night? I know I haven't. I'm just be honest. Yeah. But we still will like spend time together. We'll watch different shows. We'll order food in. Like sometimes it's going to take that, that extra, extra work, especially relationally. Like I can remember like for this year, you know, my mom wanted to, she turned, she turned 50 this year, and, you know, wanted to do the big party with 150 of her friends. Who these 150 people are, I have no idea. But you know what? It's whatever. Um, but obviously, COVID canceled all that. So me saying, 
this is still an important milestone. I'm going to host a party with friends and family at my house. And so we did that. And so, but that, that, that's something that I've never done before. And to be honest, it was pretty uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm doing this, you know, for my mom to celebrate my mom because this is important. And I didn't have to do this. Like, I didn't have to say, you know, I, I want to do this party in my house. Didn't have to. But I chose to because I'm competing with the versions of myself that have done this. That is uncomfortable. I'm going to stretch and I'm going to pull and, and do the things to, to continue to build these moments and continue to build the relationships that we have with the people that are here. Because, I mean, quiet is kept. Not everybody's going to make it. Like as long, as long as you think it is. So yeah, man, it's just, it just, it just, when it comes to like the concept, like it can go so deep and so um, down the rabbit hole, but when we are wanting the best versions of ourselves, you really have to like take stock of where you are now and where you were like whatever your, like Sarah said, your baseline Yeah. years ago, if you were, you know, a uh, top tier athlete with six pack abs, but you saying, eh, I don't want to work out uh, two a days no more. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't want to do two a days of footballs and be squatting 400 pounds and benching two. You know, I don't want to work that hard no more. I'm, 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 I'm a married man now. I got five kids. I got all this good stuff. I would rather spend my time bench pressing the kids, spending time with them. And then just let me do my workout three four times a week instead of 10 times a week you know what i'm saying like you got to look at it in the whole perspective when you're talking about competing against yourself i got you i'm with you Mm -hmm. but i i I just think it's such a simple concept but you know I, i don't know why people just don't get it sometimes well i think i think people get complacent let me say that yeah, they probably get complacent. You know, oftentimes we don't like to face ourselves because then we have to be honest with ourselves. And sometimes we get comfortable in our mess or our comfort zone and having to change makes people uncomfortable. And so we just got to get over being uncomfortable and really like go out, get out there and be better and do better for yourself but i think that's that's the importance of like having people around you though like you like yeah. you said earlier is that if you if you got people that you know trust love that they have their best your best interest in their mind then you can have somebody that tells you hey man you you gave a piss poor effort that time you can you can do better like hey man you you not I, I know I know those ribs are good. I, I know I know the Texas Roadhouse rolls. They fire, dog. But hey man, you 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 40-ish, you 30-ish. And I, I ain't heard you talk about working out, going yeah. to get a physical, uh, making sure your blood pressure is right. I ain't heard you talk about that. When when's the last time you had that conversation with your doctor, dog? And so, like having people that are like that in your life, who will who who will say, "Hey, man, are you doing this? Like, like what's going on? You you're not doing your best effort that I know you to do." Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's, that's why it's so important to have these type of people 
that can not necessarily check you, but can tell you. And so, yeah, man. But with that being said, that's why it's important to be in the good life community like we got. I'm not going to go into the large spiel about it. If you're in it, you is. If you ain't, you ain't. Need to do better. Um, it is what it is. We say it, y'all. <laughs> if, you want, if you want this work, you get in the community and you get around people like that. But if not, you want to stay where you at, you want to work the medium on the, on the little, little boy, then go ahead and go for that. Um, I see Sarah's already getting tired, so it sounds, about, sounds like that's time to wrap this up. Um, but any closing remarks, Sarah? No, I think we said everything. Um, I'm with you. Trying to motion whoever's coming in. Let them know I am recording. Give me a little more time. Uh-oh. But no, I have no closing remarks. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, I would like to say this. So when this does come out on Thursday, I'd like to give a happy special shout out to my baby sister, Emily, who will be 26 when this airs. She's 26 already? Yes, Emily is 26. So happy birthday um to you beautiful um and i hope that you enjoy 26 big facts big facts happy birthday m dog um i'll just say that really reflect and see if you are working hard mm-hmm. one if you're one of you even in the game let me say that if you even show up to practice if you even shown up the practice um to get better because the point of practice is to get better each day so are you showing up, number one? Number two, are you working hard or are you competing? Are you working hard to stay in the same place and just to maintain? Or are you competing with yourself to get better and, and perform at a high level? Yeah. Whether that's in your career, whether that's when you're looking at relationally, whether you're talking about your physical fitness, whether you're talking about your mental fitness, or you just talking about your finances and crushing those goals. Are you competing in trying to get, and like we said this whole time, become the best version of yourself with each day that you show up? And that's what I got to say. That's good. All right. Give us that five star review on iTunes so we can keep uh, going up in the rankings. Those five star reviews really do help. Um, tune in each and every single Thursday and keep pursuing your version of the good life. Until then, we'll see you next week. Bye.